Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Junior Funners, the podcast about Arsenal. Uh, the only podcast about Arsenal, as long-time listeners will be aware. Um, it's, uh, yeah, Junior Funners is the, the the podcast that's about Arsenal and about whatever else uh, the two dullards who host it think of to talk about. And the two dullards in question are me, Ollie, and Lawrence. pop doo doo Ollie, and uh, pop doo doo listeners. Yes, <laughs> fantastic, mate. Um... Yeah, and we're back. We uh, apologies, we, we didn't manage to get an episode out last week, um, but it does mean that this week there is a heck of a lot to talk about in regards to the broad spectrum of Arsenal and that. Uh, so let's kick it off. <laughs> kick it off, football expression. Oh. Um, yeah, I'm getting a little technical already. Mm. Um, it's uh, time for Arsenal news. Uh, yeah, so when we last recorded, we were flying pretty high off the back of that uh, 4-0 win at West Brom. Mm. Um, we're talking about how great it was and, uh, you know, back to kind of the the classic Arsenal that we fell in love with. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and Still going. Still, we were- still on the Arteta train. Arteta train is back and up and going and... Steaming along, yeah. briskly, yep, briskly, not not full speed, but just like not yet, a bit, no, a slight, just a bit above walking pace, slight, yeah. slight jog. It's got a slight momentum. Yeah, we're doing about fifteen miles per yeah, hour. Yeah, we're doing, probably. we're in a low, yeah, we're in a low gear, a sort of low, low, low gear. Yeah, yeah. but watch out. Um, you know, it would still do plenty of damage if uh, if. If we hit you going at this speed, it, you'd you'd still have to go to hospital. <laughs> so, yeah, just uh, you know, bear that in mind. Be careful. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, overall, yeah, things have continued on that trend to, uh, to of, of improvement. We, it's again not been without its bumps. Um, so, the, I mean, the, the the match that we had after uh, the West Brom match was Newcastle in the FA Cup. We're playing them at home, and we left it late. Uh, very late, in fact, uh, deep into added uh, well uh, extra time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, two nil win. Uh. Yeah. Sort of it, it makes it sound more comfortable than it was in uh, certain periods of the game. But it, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that we made it hard work for ourselves. Uh. In that match, by, I guess Arteta's plan was to sort of to to rest some of the younger players that he's brought in that mm. have been at the heart of this resurgence that we've had recently. You know, the, yeah. the fact that it, it felt like the first time in a long time that both Pepe and Willian were starting mm. in a match together. Yeah. Um, well, that's what I think. I suppose you could uh, say that was probably the logical thing to do. You don't want to... These young kids, you don't want to have them play like three games in a week. Uh, you know, you want to yeah. rest them for periods and uh, give the other players a try out. And uh, yeah, it was a bit of a... You know, it was kind of just a very routine, almost like, you know, Arsenal having a ball for long periods and then Newcastle uh, just relying on set piece or something, or getting a long ball from 
knock off, knock off, knock on from Andy Carroll, trying to yep. just you know nick it on the breakaway. It was just kind of routine. After a while, it was just like you know, it's um, it, yeah. I mean, Newcastle it, I to mean, be it, fair it, have a a decent goalkeeper, and uh, you know, defensively, you know, a bit can be a bit uh, annoying, but you know, not you know, they're not. Uh, doing great right now, but uh, uh, you know, event- yeah, event- the, uh, eventually uh, you bring on someone. Fr- I think the problem was our uh, our midfield was just uh, uh, to yes. start with wasn't wasn't a very um, uh, dynamic enough. It was very sort of easy, static. You just just relying on wingers and fullbacks to overlap and try and make a cross or a cutback and hopefully hope for the best. But uh, after you know, Emil Emil Smith Rowe came on. We had somebody who could, uh, yeah, and proper number ten who could uh, create and was actually create uh, creating stuff. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. Um, I think yeah, it, it, yeah. That's pretty much it. I mean, it it was like I said. It, it for me, it was noticeable that Pepe and Willian were back in the side um, because they were up to their old tricks <laughs> of um just i don't know man i i i, I to me they see they're, they're squad players now you yeah. know like, i think like you said you know make it, it start them in the cup matches that's fine uh they'll probably do okay in the europa league games but um i don't see them as being integral parts of this squad going forward um it, i willian seems to i, I don't know what's happened with him man uh, he um you know that first game of this season against fulham where he was you know just involved in everything you know like he'd, we won three nil and he was involved in all three goals and he very almost you know he came very close to uh scoring a free kick as well as he hit the post yeah um it just seems to be that that seems to have been it so far from him he's not he's not a game winner in the way that i thought he might be when uh when we signed him yeah um I thought he would have. Yeah, it's a shame. I don't know. Um, I, I would say, to be fair, I know I've been the, the uh, Nicholas Pepe defender. I, I'll say mm. he had one or two um, good moments. It's just that you know his end product isn't there, unfortunately. And he had one sort yeah, of he can't, he, good opportunity. He... That little mm. cross that he made, sort of outside the box, to I think it was a Barmyang. He sort of lifted up, sort of float yeah. across. But Bayern didn't quite connect with it. But and he got in a couple of times as a pass, I think, from either I can't remember who it was, it was ball over the top, and he was in. But he sort of then cut back on himself, and then that gave time for Newcastle to get in front of the ball. But yeah, it's just his end product isn't there, and and uh, I don't know. I've been reading rumours that uh, Arteta may consider loaning him. But you know, mm. it would that would be a big statement if he did. You know, but I do. Yeah, I mean, I I, I can see it happening. Um, he's not. I mean, well, I, we'll we'll talk about the you know the the Palace game in a moment. But I mean, you know, he 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 brought him on after about an hour, uh, and it was still nil nil. And you know, we needed someone to make an impact on that match and someone to change the game for us. And it's just clear that he's not it. He's he's not the guy that we can rely on. To you know, you look at like you know, we're talking about this Newcastle match right now. You know, they they brought on Emil Smith Rowe and they brought on uh, Bukayo Saka, 
you know, um, later on in that match. And it it did, you know, those subs ended up making the difference for us. Those are the players mm-hmm. that, as they have done already this season, ended up making the difference um, and, and got us the win. Pepe increasingly reminds me of, uh, of our, our dear departed friend, well, soon to be confirmed as departed, uh, Meza Ozil, um, in that he just doesn't seem... Like you mentioned, is you know, is the lack of an end product Very from him. Very uh, I, I, I agree. Yeah, he doesn't seem to strike the ball with any real conviction. Yeah. Like when he gets in a, pos- a position to shoot or he takes a shot, it never seems like he really believes that the ball's going to go, that he's got a chance of scoring the goal. I don't know whether that's low confidence or if he just thinks that that's not what he's there to do or, or so, but it just, yeah, th- he never strikes the ball with any real conviction. Like he'll, like you've said many times before, play a pretty pass, uh, but it won't be of any anything of any real substance or any you know anything. Mm. It won't lead to anything, um, mm. which is kind of what Özil uh, did a lot of, um, you know, towards the. <laughs> I was going to say towards the end, but I mean uh, I, for a lot of his time, really, um, at Arsenal. But yeah. Um, yeah, so that that you know ended up uh, getting over the line with that one two nil. On to the next round, the FA Cup. Eventually, uh, we'll be playing Southampton. Uh, that's been uh, confirmed now, isn't it? Because they they beat Shrewsbury yeah. after mm. having to have that rescheduled. Um, so yeah, and then yeah, we uh, next match. Uh, uh, yeah, playing Crystal Palace in the league. Nil uh, nil at home. Palace have become a weird kind of a bogey team for Arsenal mm. in the last few seasons. I don't really know why, but they, they, we just seem to really struggle to get a result against them. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't uh, see this game, so I, I can't really talk about it too much. Like, I, mm. Only sort of uh, what one or two half opportunities. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, I don't know. Um, did you watch it? Because uh, I... I uh, yeah, I, I I watched it. I mean, it, yeah, Palace uh, from their point of view. I mean, I, I say you know they've they've been Arsenal's bogey team. Of course, they've been they've they've got like a weirdly good record against all of the big six clubs, haven't they? It's like every every season they get they get at least a couple of kind of big results against uh, you know whether it's whether it's Man City or Liverpool or Chelsea or whatever. Um, but yeah, th- from their point of view, they were just very well organised. Um, Roy Hodgson has got them kind of very, uh, you know, set up in a very specific way of, of playing. Um, their their midfield basically just sort of sits in front of their defence. You know, they'll they'll move from one side of the pitch to the other to kind of stop to, to kind of break up the play, and then they know that they've got. Uh, Zaha and Eze uh, with the pace to yeah. make a run on the counter attack. If they, you know, if if the opposing team does end up losing the ball, um, and that's that's pretty much that's how it went. That's that's what they did. Um, yeah, there were it, it, for whatever reason it just wasn't coming off for, for Arsenal again, and you know, Abamyang in particular. And like I said, it was it, it was noticeable that there is like there's uh, Arsenal are now in a position now where we've got like a I would say, like a, 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 we know kind of what the strongest starting eleven is. We got like a really good like starting eleven of like the, you know the, the players that we know are going to be able to perform every week. Yeah. Um, yeah. But 
when we don't have all of those players available, which was the case in the the Palace match, you know, Kieran Tierney, you know, played a full 120 minutes in the Newcastle game. Um, and, you know, had to, he was being rested with muscle soreness, which I'm not surprised because he fucking ran his tits off in that, <laughs> in that match. Um, and I think it was the same with uh, Pablo Mari as well. He wasn't available because he, he had a, a muscular injury. Um, it, it, yeah, it, it starts to sort of, the, the, the old problems start to become apparent again. You know, the seams are kind of exposed. Um, and like I said, the fact that Arteta brought on Pepe uh, with about half an hour to go, we were nil-nil and desperately needed some kind of spark or you know a goal. Um, it just he's not the guy to to do that. So, um, but we didn't lose and nobody got sent off. Yeah. So that that is a huge pr- improvement from where we were a month ago. Yes. Um, well, yeah. So I, I just quickly, briefly watched the. Uh highlights again it's like all they could find for the highlights was just Bellerine shooting from outside the box and that was about it in terms of Arsenal opportunities yeah. so yeah there, uh, was, there wasn't a whole lot like I said Palace was sort of Palace were just very well organised um, most of their men behind the ball uh, for, for the majority of the match um, so yeah I mean it, it, you know it's clear that the reason that, I mean they're, they're, they're happy to keep Benteke in the team even though he rarely scores because again, he's another he's another option defensively from set pieces. He's you know it's like it's, yeah. it basically means they have another centre half uh, there to just head things away. Um, so yeah, that's that's how they play. And uh, fair enough, you know it, they. Sort of, I mean they've you know proven that they uh, they they can do it well enough to nobody talks about them as relegation contenders. And you know ever since Roy Hodgson came in. You know, nobody's really talked about Palace as being a relegation contender, so fair enough. Um, and then uh, the most recent match, uh, Newcastle again, home again at Newcastle. And it, this is something of a pattern here because we played <laughs> Newcastle in the FA Cup uh, and then uh, about a, just over a week later, uh, played them in the league at home again. And uh, yeah, wouldn't you know it, this weekend we're playing Saints in the FA Cup. And then the following Tuesday, we will also be playing Saints in the league. So uh, doubling up on teams that we're playing in the FA Cup for some reason. But uh, yeah, this is sort of where it where it all kind of um, finally came together. After a while, you know, it it, it took it, it it wasn't until into the second half that things sort of finally clicked for Arsenal. But yeah, a a convincing three nil win um, that could have been you know if things had been going Arsenal's way, probably could have been. A couple more, um, you know, could have been four or five, but um, yeah, the key thing there, I suppose, is to talk about is that yeah, two goals for for Aubameyang. Uh, he's finally, yeah. finally found his uh, scoring boots again, and the uh, the return of Party. No, and uh, no surprise, the uh, the reintroduction of Party, and all of a sudden Aubameyang starts scoring again. It's very weird. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah, great to see Thomas Partey uh, back again. Um, it just you know, he his pass completion rate is is like ninety five percent or something, isn't it? Like yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. Like his his yeah his his passing and the fact that he always sort of he always looks for the forward pass as well. Yeah. Like he's not necessarily he's not necessarily there as an attacking presence, but he's always there looking for that ball to start the attack. And he even even you know 
made the pass that you know got the assist for the uh, the first Aubameyang goal. Um, got as, the, uh, as, as proof of that. Touch of the uh, Vieiras about him. He's just made very it. much so. Yes, like that's what we want. Whenever um, the other team, you know, they uh, lose possession in in our half and they try to nick it back, you need got someone in the midfield who's got strength and can carry the ball and pass. And it's like yeah, we've it's been did he what fifteen years since we've had maybe someone like Patrick Vieira. And- yeah, I'm trying to think like maybe maybe Alex Hleb was like the last one that we had. Yeah, Hleb like, or Fabregas. He, but he wasn't like the big guy. But yeah, yeah. no, he was. Yeah, he wasn't really there as kind of a physical presence. No. But yeah, it, yeah, that that type of um, yeah, that type of player that you know, I mean, you, you, the, the modern version, I guess, is uh, would be Kante, wouldn't it? N'Golo Kante or Fernandinho, yeah. one of those types of guys. Um, yeah, so it, yeah, really great to see him back in the back in the side and doing that exact thing that we've been missing for. A decade plus, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah, three great goals in that match as well. I mean, you know, again, an, our our beautiful son uh, Bakayo Saka getting on the score sheet yeah. um, with mm. a, another sort of vintage Arsenal goal, a, a brilliant bit of play and a great kind of um, pullback by Emil Smith Rowe to find him in the box. Um, just amazing to see those guys combining again after that goal they scored at, um, at West Brom. And then, yeah, second goal for uh, for Aubameyang uh, from a, a great bit played by Cedric, Cedric the Entertainer, um, yeah. starting because uh, Bellerin was being rested. Um, so, I mean, Arteta said it was, you know, purely just for rotational purposes. He's not injured, but, you know, he's, he's got to give him a rest at some point. Um, and he really stepped up. He looked, uh, he looked yeah. very well at home there. Yeah, you know, I, you know, it might not be a popular opinion, but I, I've said uh, yesterday, I think, that... Uh, I I am sort of preferring Cedric in a way to um, Bellerin. I know Bellerin has probably a bit more pace on him, but I know Cedric. He's a bit more um, kind of uh, stocky for if if you want to be a defender, mm. a bit more physical. I just kind of feel like um, Bellerin's yeah. a bit nimble. He's got the pace, but yeah, he can get very out muscled easily, and he's not scrappy. He's not really I- scrappy like Cedric is kind of. It- yeah, his get- pace can also um, Bellerin's pace also sometimes l- leads to him being caught out of position sometimes because he'll, you know, he'll have managed to get forward and then it's like he even with his pace he can't get back or it, or you know by the time he notices that a ball's being played in behind him it's just too late like even even someone as fast as him isn't going to get there. Um, don't seem to get that with with Cedric even though he is also very pacey and very skillful. Um, but yeah, uh, so that was again very promising in terms of the you know the the depth at the squad and it sort of silenced a lot of the people because there's been during that kind of you know period towards the end of 2020 when Arsenal were on that awful run, all of the signings that were made you know by Ateta were being questioned more or less, weren't they? And he was yeah. he was one of them. Um, but I think yeah, no, I, I think he kind of silenced a lot of that, and it you know that, that's the sort of that is the type of thing that he was brought in to do and he did it. So yeah, fair play to, to him. And I think, you know, again, a, a, a decent member of this squad, you know, I don't think we have to, he's not a guy that I feel I have to worry about uh, when I see him starting a match. <laughs> unlike, you know, unlike some of the, unlike some of the players we've, we've been talking yeah. about. Um, so. There's, um, 
I suppose we'll get onto more transfer rumours still. I've been seeing um, Buendia still of Norwich, but recently I've seen uh, rumours of, uh, it probably won't happen, but Martin Odegaard at Real Madrid, another uh, mm. potential loan for him. Um, he's kind mm. of more like a central midfield and a, a guess kind of playmaker type. But uh, mm. I don't know. No, 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 I don't know. That probably won't happen because... Uh, I- but yeah. that's one I've recently. I don't reckon. Seen. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't reckon. I mean, what as as of today's you know date recording, it's the the twentieth. Um, and when's the window shut? It's like the second of February or something. I yeah, it's around yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't think I I don't think we're actually gonna. I don't think there'll be any any mm. signings. I I I think the main focus is going to be the the long promised clear out. Um, yeah. and it's you know. It's it's happening. I mean, you know, we we've finally again at the time of recording, it's not been officially announced, but Mesut Erzbil has been posted. Mesut Erzbil, uh, fuck, who cares anymore? It's because I'm drinking this fucking craft yeah. bit. I do a quick can check. I we've done one of these in ages, but uh, I was uh, for Christmas. I was gifted a couple of uh, boxes of craft beer. Um, I'm drinking one of them now, and it's it's. I should have looked at it more closely. I just picked it because it's you know it's like a it's a box full of like ten or so different cans of, uh, of various craft beers. This is a, a Metamorphosis India Pale Ale. Is that um, Kafka? But it's, Kafka-esque beer. Metamorphosis. It is. It's it's frankly it's <laughs> it's frankly Kafka-esque and Orwellian. God. Um, it's made by a company called Kaiju apparently, but it's 6.7%. I didn't realize it was that strong. <laughs> um, and it's, it tastes, it, it does taste very strong. It, it frankly tastes like heartburn. Um, so it's making my mouth feel a bit funny. Um, so yeah. So Meza Erbzil, um is, he, is, he keeps posting pictures on Instagram of him uh, <laughs> flying to Turkey. Um <laughs> <laughs> he just loves flying to Turkey. He's yeah. He just keeps so you know everybody's just like okay. So come on, you're not on holiday, man. Like everybody, you know, no one, no one's allowed to go on holiday at the moment. So <laughs> just tell us. And uh, yeah, basically, he's yeah. His his contract with the club has been terminated, and he's going to sign for Fenerbahce, and he's not our problem anymore. Yay. So <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Where's that? Um, I need that gift. Bye bye bye. Anyway, that's something else we'll get into later. Bye bye, bye bye. Bing bing. Bye bye. Um, yeah. So I, I, and obviously this has prompted um a a a, a, a whole rainbow of uh bad takes um from from football fans on on Twitter and, and in the media, um. I mean, I, yeah, I, I saw some Arsenal fans on Twitter saying that you know the club gave a be- the club gave a bigger send off to Danny Welbeck than they did to Meza Özil, and it's just like Danny Welbeck wanted to stay, like <laughs> you know, yeah. like Danny Welbeck wanted to play, like you know, Danny Welbeck wanted to be there, like it's it's uh, yeah. Uh, Danny Welbeck wasn't on three hundred fifty k. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Danny Welbeck wasn't a huge drain on the club's resources, and. You know, he was nice and people liked him. Yeah. <laughs> like, I did, yeah. And he worked um, hard, damn it. He worked hard and he, yeah. Yeah. 
And there's, you know, all these videos of like from when Arteta was the captain saying that uh, Ozil's an important yeah. member of the team and uh, they need to yeah. build a team around him. And well, they, so someone be- claiming that... Um, it's because Someone they had to say that, that shit in interviews. They had to say it. What are they going to say? Yeah. No, no, shit. I don't want him. Like, no. I, yeah, yeah. He's like, he's, frankly, he's pissing me off. Like, yeah. Like, what an idiot. If he can play like he did today more often, like, you know, he's supposed to. Um, I saw someone else claiming that the club didn't, uh, didn't make the effort to build the team around him and didn't sign a strike. They didn't sign a decent striker while he was at his peak, which is just like... Yeah. I guess we're just not going to acknowledge Alexis Sanchez at all. No. I, nope. Like, I, what the fuck? Nope. Yeah, there are people blaming Giroud, someone that make one of those um, pictures where he's like, zero goals, zero goals, zero goals, zero goals for whatever season it was where he... Yeah. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah that's, that's it. It was, yeah, Giroud was doing it on Giroud purpose. Was Giroud was... Giroud, Giroud wasn't agenda. scoring goals on purpose. Yeah, exactly. It's the Giroud agenda. It's the Giroud lobby uh, mm. trying to make Ozil look bad. Um, yeah, it, I, yeah, it's it, it, it's bollocks. And we, you know, in the interest of balance, yes, we'll talk about you know he got nineteen assists in one season uh, in the whatever it was 2015, 2016 season. Yeah, you know, that was the one less than Thierry Henry's famous record of, of twenty in a single Premier League season. I believe that's one of the only that was the only season he. Got into double figures for assists in the league. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um. Maybe I think it, maybe his first season. I think, but yeah. Um. Yeah. Didn't reach that kind of form anywhere near enough. Uh. And yeah, just frequently never turned up in big matches. Like that's that's the thing. Everybody points to the you know we talked about it at ad nauseum. But you know everybody talks about it, he did amazingly in this game or that game. But those games were never the big ones that mattered. Yeah. You know, it was never against it was never against like a big six team or in like a you know Champions League knockout game or anything like that, you know. Mm. Yes. Uh it's already it's almost like, you know, a parent who just like won't accept that they're it's not my child, it's the system damn it. Um Yes, yes, the whole school, the entire school the, is, uh, is the entire school my child. must be burnt down and and yeah, know, start again. If we Arsenal, we failed Ozil, you know, we failed Ozil. Yeah, it's just he's just too good for yeah. us. I can't, yeah, that is the thing I cannot get my head around is that the idea that that, <laughs> that we failed him. Um, <clears throat> that is hilarious, you know. The he was at the club for what eight years, like. Yeah. How many chances did he did he want? You know, like it, it's not like I. Yeah, he was given he was given so many opportunities and just uh, yeah, never stepped his fucking game up when it mattered. Like he just never seemed to. He was he was never there for us, man. Like you know, we were <laughs> exactly. always as fans, we were always there for him, but he was never there for yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. He just yeah, you know, flat trap bully. He just you know, just oh, yep. three assists against like you know Swansea. Ooh. Uh, re- mm. Playing Liverpool, oh no, he gets, got subbed after uh, sixty minutes. You know, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we will play against Liverpool, and he's oh, he's, he had forty-five touches in the whole match. Oh, <laughs> like it's ooh. yeah, for an attacking midfielder, it's just like <laughs> come on. Um, yeah, so he's uh, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. We don't have to. Bye. That's that frees up. 
that frees up a significant part of the wage bill. Like we said, he was, you know, he was making £350,000 a week. Um, you know, if we can hopefully use some of that money elsewhere at mm. the club, um, you know, uh, yeah, maybe, you know, get some new contracts uh, for the, you know, the, the I mean, uh, it, Rob Holding recently signed a new long-term contract, which is great. You know, we, we can get some of these younger players tied mm. into long-term deals like we did with Saka at the end of last season. Um, <coughs> Yeah, it'd be nice to see that that money, you know, that wage money going to players that earn it. Frankly, yeah. <laughs> we must uh, just a quick shout out to another, uh, an honest, a sincere. I think I'll just say uh, uh, goodbye to Socrates, who has also had his contract yes. cancelled. And I'll just say, you know, uh, thanks and uh, goodbye. You're you're all right. You're not not the worst player, not the best player, but you did all right. Uh, yeah, but so, uh, see, I was, yeah, I was just gonna. <laughs> I was just about to, uh, yeah, to, to, yeah, to, to mention that. Yeah, he, um, yeah, Socrates seemed okay. I, he, I, he never, he never seemed to find, I, I feel like he was kind of crying out for a decent partner at centre back and yeah. through long term injuries or, you know, it should, it probably should have been him and Koscielny, but Koscielny, <laughs> Kept getting injured and then decided to fuck off to yeah. Bordeaux. So like, yeah, I if it had had he had like a decent partner at centre back, he probably um, would have been a you know a really good player. But uh, yeah, I, I got no beef with uh, with Socrates mm. and his you know giant eyebrow. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just um, he put you know just he what you know, it's uh, it's just one of those players who. Um, he was. He was just. He'd be. I, I suppose. I uh, just say. Just fondly remembered. Uh, but um, did okay. Did all right. Uh, hope you do well wherever you go in Turkey or Italy. Whatever. <laughs> Sounds so snarky. Yeah. But I'm. 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 I'm being, I, I, I don't know. You know. <laughs> I don't. I can't I be all. He's, yeah. He's, I, smultzy about these sorts of things. Just like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can't be too sincere. You don't want to. You don't want to get caught being, uh, you know, being all weepy. Yeah. I just, um, just it's the only good thing is all these fake, um, big Arsenal fan accounts can just stop pretending to be Arsenal fans now. It's like, yeah. uh, it's like all the um, uh, all the resistance people. They can stop being. Uh, <laughs> they got their mm. guy now, and uh, they can they can go go to Wendy's. Now. Anyway. Yeah, then go to brunch. And go to brunch. Um, Thank God. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna have to find. They're gonna. They're, what are they gonna do? They have to find something else to <laughs> talk about it. Um, just follow, follow, follow Trump around now. Just uh, follow him around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just keep, just keep trying to get him impeached on like a regular basis. You know, just, <laughs> just like even though he's not in public office anymore, just being like, whatever he does, just be like, oh my god, impeach him. Um. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think that's. Uh, was there anything that, in terms of um, comings and goings, that's it? Yeah, Ozil and, and uh, Socrates <clears throat> are, are both gone. Um, now, who's Mustafi going to hang out with? He'll, he'll probably be next. But um, I think yeah, he is. He he's another one that they're trying to get rid of, right? Because he's yeah. like not. Um. I think he, you know, he gets named in the squad every now and then, but he's really not. He's not playing at all. He's. It's wild to think that him and Özil are both World Cup winners. <laughs> like that is. 
insane yeah. <laughs> to me. Well, at, at the time, 2014, it was players like Mario Goetze who were like the big up and coming yeah. young players at the time who, well, and he's dropped off. He's, he's just. Well, that, yeah, that's that's another thing that those sort of the 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 Urzil stands always bring up is that you know he's a World Cup winner and it's just like Germany didn't win the World Cup because of him. Like you know, yeah. it's like it like he 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 wasn't the reason that they did well. And that you know, if he hadn't been in the squad, they still would have won the fucking thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but um, all the it's weird. All those sort of young, apart from Thomas Müller. He's the only one mm. of that generation who's sort of still going, still pretty good, still at the top of his game, sort of. And uh, yeah, all the mm. Ozil, Goetze, I think Kadira, I mean, with Tony, Cru- Tony Cruz, he's where? Well, yeah, he's at Real Madrid, he's been there for ages, whatever. Yeah. A lot of those, that German team is just, yeah, where are they now? And it's like, yeah, what a, what a, <laughs> what a difference. Seven years makes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Um oh we got so we got some uh breaking news here as we're recording. I don't know how we always manage to work this out, but we're always recording when Man United are playing. Um yeah. and this is no you know, this this episode is no different. Uh so they're currently drawing one all with uh, Fulham after mm. about half an hour. So like Fulham got an early goal and then uh, Cavani is equalised for them. He's actually starting a match. Wow. Um, yeah, so Cavani, the uh, the top Uruguayan striker in, in the Premiership currently. Um, exciting times. And congratulations <laughs> again to Man United for uh, yeah. winning the title. Congrats, uh, Man United. Season. Well done. Um, really incredibly, it, amazing stuff to have won it this early. But, um, yeah. you know, it's can't say they didn't earn it. Can't say they, they didn't, you know, Spend ninety million on uh, every player they've ever bought since Ferguson mm. left. It was going to work out eventually. They, yeah, averaging a penalty every single game. Uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, yeah. Can't say they they haven't. It's it's not deserved. Um. So yeah, and that, I mean yeah, I mean it's it's weird at the moment with the you know the league and everything. You know, in terms of. <coughs> In terms of you know title challenges, it's very difficult to dismiss anybody really because everybody's dropping points. Every, everything's so close. I mean, it's there's so little separating like the yeah. you know the top four or five teams. Well, the only one we well, Chelsea who have gone plummeting at the moment is spiraling. Yeah, I mean, we're only. Yeah, we're only two points behind them at the moment, and we played the same number of games. So, yeah, Chelsea are the new Arsenal. Yeah, banter club, real, the real banter club, Chelsea. Yeah, yep. banter club. Uh, you know, former captain as their yeah recent former captain as their uh, as their new manager. Um, yeah, signings that have turned out to be questionable. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how much more time Frank Lampard. I, I, we've talked a lot about you know the short shelf life of Chelsea managers. And I think he may be, uh, I don't know. It's difficult to say because he's such a beloved figure at the club. It's difficult to say how much time, he, how much time he's actually going to be given. But uh, you feel like it's, uh, the I axe think, is I kind think, of swinging. There. Yeah. I think I've been seeing uh, rumors of um, 
Thomas Tushel, who was at PSG, mm. uh, is a possible uh, candidate for replacement, having a lot of, uh, mm. supposedly a lot of German German players that they've signed. He, they want uh, somebody who can communicate with them probably better. I, I sort of does what rumours are saying, um, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I guess he's he's one of the few that hasn't already been Chelsea manager, so it's it's got to be his turn at some point. Then we can have the uh, the Dortmund derby when Chelsea and Liverpool play one another, and Thomas Tuchel and yeah Klopp. That Dortmund influence just it's just everywhere, man. It's just everywhere, even yeah. Arsenal. I mean, well, yeah, we were just talking about you know Socrates. That's where we we got him from, and, and Bamiyang, Bamiyang, and yeah. Well, Mkhitaryan, uh, not so long ago. Mkhitaryan. <laughs> yeah. Another flop. Yep. Uh, yep. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I think that is that that brings us up to date, doesn't it? We, uh, certainly with Arsenal business. Yeah. Um, we've got, so as I said, we've got Saints away in the Cup this coming weekend. Um, what do you reckon? What do you reckon? Because, I mean, it's the FA Cup. It's our... Kind of our bread and butter, but I, I learned to stop expecting anything from Arsenal. So I don't know. What do you What do you reckon is uh, is going to be the outcome there? Um, is Ings still out? Is he still out? I believe he will be for that match. Yeah. Then I think uh, we might maybe scrape it. Maybe it might be. Uh, I don't know. Mm. I think we're we're on a bit of a we're on a bit of a on the up a bit. I don't know. Southampton was sort of um, peaked a bit and they're sort of coming down. You know, they had a bit of form. Yeah, because when we, when we played them, because uh, we played them sort of during that period where we weren't winning, but we managed to sort of scrape out a draw after Gabriel got sent off. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because Saints have been playing some good stuff at times this season. Um, but it's it's the FA Cup, so it, it you know it's the the magic of the FA Cup. Oh, yeah. You know anything can happen. Um, Voya the Rovers, exactly. Yeah, it's the stuff dreams are not made of, but sometimes you hear about. Um, yeah, I think I'd yeah, I it would be weird if we lost at this stage of the cup, uh, but. Not ruling anything out, so I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think yeah, that could end up, that could well end up being another uh, extra time and penalties uh, job. I think that 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 I, I can see that happening in that game, um, and I think yeah, we've got a pretty good record on penalties. So I think I, yeah, we'll, I think we'll win that on on penalties, um, and then a few days later when we play them in the league, I think we'll probably win that. Yeah, I mean, this is. Are they both at home, or, or is this both away, or is it- uh, they're, they're both at Southampton, right? Well, I suppose it doesn't matter at this point, but um, yeah, I, I think um, well, we wouldn't want to curse, but sod it, it's a podcast. Um, the uh, I think we'll probably might be like a two-one or a one-nil. Uh, I don't know. Like- I mean, yeah, that's the other thing that we haven't talked about is that yeah, we, what are we now? Five clean sheets in all competitions in yeah. a row, or something like that. Um, which is crazy, even you know where we where we were earlier in the season in terms of uh, you know shitty defending and that. We yeah, actually looking pretty solid at the back these days. Um, 
So yeah, but again, you know, Saints do have the potential to unlock pretty much any defense as they've shown, um, especially from set pieces with uh, with Ward Prowse and the like. So yeah, I'd say two one is that's a realistic. Uh, that's, yeah, that's a realistic scoreline. I'd, I'd say. Yeah, and um, um, yeah, the other thing was uh, the Newcastle game. I mean, there was some brief scares that uh, uh, Newcastle, the first Newcastle game, was just as lucky the ball came to Andy Carroll in the box both occasions, and yeah. missed missed from like six yards out. Yeah, he because uh, he's on paper he's got like a good record of scoring against Arsenal, but then it. Uh, it turns out that most of those goals are from the hat trick he scored when he was playing for West Ham um, in one game. I think where we where we drew three all. <laughs> um, so yeah, he does like to score against Arsenal, but uh, nowadays it seems more like he doesn't like to score against anybody because yeah. um, he's sort of just uh, I don't know. People have just figured out that he's a fucking donkey and you know he's got <laughs> looks like that's mrs. all he's got looks like mrs tweedy from chicken run ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yes exactly tweedy mrs tweedy ass looking ass motherfucking bitch um yeah so yeah that was lucky that it, that it fell to him and it you know it didn't fall you know callum wilson wasn't playing or something you know like a good a good striker yeah. newcastle are weird i mean they got lots of very good individual players but um it doesn't seem to matter who they get in charge. Like it, whoever they get as manager doesn't seem to be able to get them playing together as a team. Yes. Um, which so, for Newcastle fans, I can imagine being absolutely infuriating. They seem to just keep picking the same type of manager who wants to play the old kind of proper old school British style of you know, oof it long. And- yeah. Or if they, yeah, if they get, but if they do get a manager like Rafa Benitez that you know could potentially take them to the next level, they uh, want to give him money. Yeah, exactly. Mike Ashley just is ab- completely not interested whatsoever. Um, yeah, it's more profitable to him to just just barely keep them in the Premiership each season and then sell all the best players. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you know, they got they, like you said, they got. They got a couple of good goalkeepers actually. They, that Carl Darlow and Martin Dubravka are both uh, very capable goalies. Um, got the English player yeah, though, that, that, John Joe Shelby. It's, yeah, that, that fucking uh, man. That is the the because that the first Arsenal goal against them came from his uh, shitty ass corner. Like it's like it doesn't. <laughs> it goes in towards like the near post and like. Lacazette uh, goes to like he, Lacazette has to stoop to head it away. Like really, he could have just kicked it, but like he stoops low to like head it away. It was such a, a comically bad corner by John Joe Shelby, and then it you know ends up working its way up the pitch um, towards Thomas Partey, who then plays that ball to Aubameyang, ends up scoring. So it's like yeah, that came from a originally came from a Newcastle corner, um, which is hilarious, but um, yeah. Yeah, John Joe Shelby looks like a, a vampire. But, the, uh, but you know, they got like that. That Emil Kraft looks like a, you know he's a, he's a decent defender. That Almiron uh, works hard. He's not great. He's not a great attacking player, but he does work hard and tracks back very well for them. And then they got you know 
John Wilson, they're probably their best Ryan players. And- yeah, Saint Maximan, and that's that's probably their best player. Mm. And um, yeah, who's was very, bit, often very unreliable. Yeah, it was um, a bit annoyed at that. Uh, I think it was Long Matthew Longstaff. I think. Uh, Sean, oh, yeah. is Sean or Matthew? I can't remember which one it is. I think it's Matthew Longstaff. One of them, yeah. And uh, it was in the first in the FA Cup game, and uh, oh yeah, clearly Emil Smith Rowe didn't quite touch him. He sort of had his. He didn't have his stud showing or anything. His, you know, top, yeah, top of his boot. But they still had to women scream and ah, and try to. Yeah, get basically, him. yeah. On on the basis of him screaming the ref just gave him a straight red card which was then uh rescinded upon the var review because like you said he he, it's it's a it's a one-footed tackle his studs aren't up he's not flying in any great speed in fact it looks more when you see the replays it looks more like he's trying to pull out of the you know he's trying to minimize the contact by kind of the way he's sort of pulling his body out of the challenge um but yeah, Longstaff goes over and sort of shrieks like he's yeah. fucking sat balls first on a cactus. Like it, <laughs> it's, it, it's 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 mental when you see the replays of what the challenge actually was and how much noise he made. It's just like they sh- should have sent him off for the blooming simulation. That was ridiculous. Yeah, that well, it's, it's yeah. Smithrow got a yellow like. Like, even that yeah. yellow it should have been a yellow it just should have been red car for simulation it, it can't yeah they yeah. can't it's, I don't think they can send them off for simulation because uh, there is uh, like I know there, there is a certain amount of contact they, what they should send them off for is just being a pussy hole yeah being uh, a, that should be what they sent them off for being a fucking dick being a mm. big pussy being a little bitch being a little bitch you're playing for yeah. Newcastle, man. You're supposed to be hard, like it's supposed oh, to be man. hard, like oh man he's gonna hurt me, man oh, I can't believe it Oh no! I'm buying a groove. Call me mom. Somebody call me mom. I'm buying a groove. I need fifty cc's of blue drink. Roller coaster. Mm. Uh, Panda cola. Man, working on my job. The the way I see it, um, to quote Alan Shearer. Uh, that the way was funny. I see it, it should have gone in tight, nice and tight on him. Yeah, should have stayed nice and tight to him. Nice like, and ah, tight. Yes, right made. up inside him. Yeah, right, right in. <laughs> steady on. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, that was also funny. Uh, the sort of at the, I can't remember if it was at halftime or before the match, but in the the cup game against Newcastle, um, it was yeah, Ian Wright, Gary Lineker, and. Um, Alan Shearer, all sort of at the side of the pitch, talking and uh, like, yeah, Ian Wright and Gary Lineker are both like, oh, have you ever won the FA Cup? And Ian Wright's like, yeah, I won a couple. Uh, and yeah, Lineker's like, oh yeah, I, I won it once. And then, then they ask Shearer and he's just like, let's talk about something else. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if he feels guilty about, like the only reason he won Premier League was because he, Joined Blackburn Rovers because at the time they had all that money, they had money, and they just went spent crazy on players. And that's the only reason he's ever won Premier League. I don't know. I mean, I they sort of do. I do, do. Do players feel like that? I'm sure yeah. you know. There's. I mean, you think. You think about like, like Carlos Tevez. You know, like he, yeah. he <laughs> talk about a guy that just followed the money, but then he ended up winning. You know, so many like trophies and that. So. It's like you—you you say it was someone like Alan Shearer, 
they kind of present him as like he like he'd always played for Newcastle, but it's like it's, it's not true. He only sort of played, yeah, towards the later I mean, yeah, half of his career. In a, or sort he's of, Mister Newcastle. Yeah, but yeah, it is like he's yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Although I'm, I don't know. I yeah, it's I. Because if you start talking like that, you get into like yeah, the, the Michael know, yeah. Owen thing of like yeah. trying to say that he's not. <laughs> well, Michael Owen is like, another one who's just like bit of a bit of a journeyman himself. And yeah, um, well, yeah, Michael Owen's just a prick. I mean, you know, yeah, he, he, yeah. he's. <clears throat> I mean, you know, he's, it's well documented that he's just a. Yeah, he's just a he's he's just a prick that uh, followed the money his entire career, and just basically ruined ruined his you know sort of basically destroyed his own. Potential, basically, didn't it? Mm. I mean, you know, I mean, it, it, it could have stayed at Liverpool for at least a couple more seasons and become like a true legend. Um, yeah, but no, he wanted to go to Real Madrid and just sit on the bench for a couple of years, and then by the time he left, uh, he was just so injury prone that <laughs> it it just became like a joke. Like it was just sort of like, I well. Who does he even play for anymore? You, I, I, you, you lost track because he was just out injured all the time. He'd come back and maybe play a few games for England, and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, he turns it on when he plays for England," and then uh, he'd just go back to being injured, and and then he's just you know outside of football, he just seems like a fucking freak. Like all that, all that stuff about him having never watched a film, like that's just such a weird guy. He may have. Been like um, brought up in a very uh, strict uh, parent. Parents are like wouldn't let him watch any TV or film. Just like he wouldn't want to corrupt his mind. I d- yeah, but I like, know. or maybe he's just maybe he's just like I don't know. He's just he's like the opposite of of us. He's just he doesn't want to consume like culture in any way. Just <laughs> just floats d- yeah, in a like, even as like emptiness. It- just rather have an empty head. It's far better that way. He just, yeah, he just wants to sit <laughs> in his fucking deprivation tank. Got, he's got his horses and his um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> BT job at BT pun being a pundit doesn't matter what you say. Yeah, although I, I don't see him pop up that much there anymore. Thank Christ. <clears throat> I, it, yeah, I haven't well. heard him commentating on a game for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, and um, um, yeah. Um, so let's take a, uh, a brief break and then we'll be back to talk. Uh, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta talk some politics. Oh no. Cause it's Wait. politics are back, baby. It's, uh, it's good now. So yeah, we'll be back in a minute and uh, hopefully I can stop burping from this, uh, craft beer back in a minute. back and uh we're gonna yeah i i wanted to um just give like a, a little uh acknowledgement to the <coughs> fact that you know as as we record this it's inauguration day uh we've got a brand new president uh who well i say new he's actually a very old man but um it you know it, it's it's donald trump's last day as president and it's but it's not his last day on twitter that came a few weeks ago. In fact, I think uh, when we last recorded that, yeah. the uh, the Capitol day after <laughs> the the cap- yeah the Capitol Hill riots were happening as we were that was all happening as we were recording uh, the last episode. Um, 
But I just wanted to sort of go through some of the greatest hits of, of Donald Trump on Twitter yeah. um, because he's since been banned from pretty much all social media. Quite rightly too, and it is you know, I mean, it's 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 too little, too late. Basically, these it's, tech companies have yeah <laughs> realized that they can't they can't make any money out of it anymore. <laughs> so you know, they're now doing the bare minimum that they should have done four or five years ago. Um, but I just wanted to go through some of the the greatest hits of of uh, of Mr. Trump uh, on Twitter because there are some you know now that now that politics has been removed from the equation, I think we have to kind of tip our hats to one of the greatest posters to ever to ever play the game you know <laughs> one of the best in the, one of the best in the game truly a, a, a giant in the field of posting apart from, um, apart from us apart from us we're apart from yeah i mean us you know that but we're, we're more of a a posters poster you know we're not we don't have the the big follower numbers no. we're not in any of the cool we're not in any of the cool group dms but uh you know some of your some of the people that have written some of your favorite tweets have also, you know, thrown us like a pity fave or something at, at yeah. some point, you know? So it's, I get a know, nice, I get like a nice those, adrenaline rush every now and then when, oh my God, it's that guy from whatever. Oh God. Yeah. Like yeah, definitely. I, I, yeah. There's a few people whose uh, work I admire <laughs> that I've, um, that have ended up following me on, on Twitter and I've sort of, uh, yeah, I've never tried to like DM them or anything because I don't want to bother them. But it's yeah. also just sort of very, you know, it is it is very nice when you you post something and you get that little that little uh, yeah that little endorphin rush of uh, <laughs> yeah someone someone you admire liking your your shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I got a few. I mean, right off the bat, this is one of I mean, this is one of the old timers. This is I mean, this is even I think most of these are from even before he ran for president. Because I think there's there's definitely categories of Trump posting. I mean, you know, we all know about you know Kavivi and uh, Hamburger and all that. <laughs> um, all that shit is just you know that's whatever. You know, that's that's the that's like the mainstream Beatles stuff. You know, that's that's yeah. Sergeant Pepper. You yeah, know, that's, like that's that's that's, 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 the, that's yeah. That, yeah, that's for everybody. What yeah. what we're doing here is the re- the real shit. You know, like the stuff that really kind of made him uh, the uh, made him great as a as a as a poster um this you know his his uh <laughs> i'm trying to think of what the beatles analog would be the rubber soul the help yeah you know of uh of of it all um so yeah this this one is one that i think a, a lot of people love. and it's to people in the uk i don't think it'll make any sense uh because I, well, I mean, it just I just won't, but uh, I'll read it anyway. So, Sissy Graydon Carter of Failing Vanity Fair magazine and owner of bad food restaurants has a problem. His VF Oscar party is no longer hot. Hot is in quotation marks. Um, so, yeah, I don't think anybody in the UK really knows who Graydon Carter is, but it, I, the, just the, the phrase bad food restaurant is... Uh, <laughs> is incredible it's supply that's 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 drill worthy you know like that is that could be that could be part of a drill tweet um easily yeah um yeah yeah just i I found myself the the day that it was announced that he got banned from twitter i found myself just muttering bad food restaurant to myself because the other thing is that like that's not the only time he used that express like he there's uh near the beginning of his presidency there was something where somebody got asked to leave some conservative got asked to leave a restaurant or something 
and he he said that the owner was the owner of a bad food restaurant <clears throat> and it, like he he went back to that phrase of bad food restaurant it's just such an such an odd way of describing that um yeah and then there's there's this this run of tweets from 2013 um where so this is actually quite timely because i i believe it was it would have been mac miller's birthday either yesterday or the day before um obviously mac miller passed away uh, back in in 2018 um but uh yeah back in in 2013 he released a song uh called donald trump and um donald trump went on this this sort of twitter rant uh he's and he's every time he mentions mac miller he he's atting him so he's he's tagging him in these posts he wants <laughs> mac miller to see this um so the first one's from the 31st of january 2013 Little Mac Miller, you illegally used my name for your song Donald Trump, which now has over 75 million hits. Um, how Donald Trump would know that is beyond me. Um, Probably one of his I, the, I, assistants or something. Clearly somebody has told him that it's got 75 million. I mean, 75 million hits is I mean, like, that's... I love Mac Miller, but, like, 75 million hits would probably mean that that is, like... That would mean that that song was like <laughs> was like as popular as Old Town Road or something like that. You know what I mean? It's like that. That would have been like that would have been as popular as like um, Shake It Off or some kind of you know one of those Taylor Swift songs or something like yeah. that. Is that's insane? Um, yep. And then from later on that same day, Little Mac Miller, I'm going to teach you a big boy lesson about lawsuits and finance. You ungrateful dog! Exclamation <laughs> mark. Um. That's another great Trumpism is 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 referring to people as dogs or saying saying something is like a dog. Um, yeah. He frequently referred to or or described someone. What is it? He he's, he he kept saying uh, "fired like a dog." That was his expression, wasn't it? Which is just like, yeah. where the fuck does that come from? Where who's ever fired a dog? Well, where, do, I, where does that come from? Supposedly, Donald Trump doesn't like dogs, so um, mm. I think that's where it comes from. I think, yeah, it's something he doesn't like. And so he'd, he'd like to fire dogs. He he just wants he just wants dogs to pack up their shit and go. Yeah. Um, and then uh, so he went quiet on the on the Mac Miller front for uh, about a month. Um, and just over a month later, on the sixth of March, twenty thirteen, it was announced that Mac Miller's song "Donald Trump" went platinum. Tell Mac Miller to kiss my ass. Exclamation mark. What? Um, like, again, um, the fact that he's saying tell... So the first time he mentions Mac Miller in that tweet, he again, he's tagging him. He, it's at Mac Miller. He's saying, just announced that at Mac Miller's song, Donald Trump went platinum. But then at the end of the tweet, he's saying, tell Mac Miller to kiss my ass. It's like, what, what, you're telling him that by tagging him in the tweet. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then uh, again goes quiet for a, about a month, a month and a half actually. There's a bit more of a gap there. Twenty um, second of April, twenty thirteen, um, and again, this is you know, again the mark of a true poster. Because back in twenty thirteen, if you tagged someone at the start of a post, it wouldn't show up on the TL. It would only show up to the person that uh that you're tagging in the tweet so you'd have to put a full stop at the start yeah. of the tweet to make sure that it shows up in all of your followers timelines and uh and it's that's called what a dot that's reply what, it's called 
Exactly. Exactly. A dot reply for, you know, if you know, you know. Um, I hate that expression. I really yeah. hate that. Just to go on a brief tangent for a sec, because Goldbridge does that all the time. Yeah. You'll um, just say some fucking gibberish oh, and then oh. say, if you know, you know. Like Listeners it's like with your bingo of, cards. Right, jot yeah, down. there we go. I, oh, I didn't have Mark Goldbridge on my 2021 bingo card. <laughs> what a terrible tweet format. Um, but yeah, Goldbridge will do that. He'll just tweet some fucking gobbledygook and then say, if you know, you know, at the end of it. And it's just like, it's, it's supposed to be some kind of cool in-joke, but inevitably it's only, inevitably it's always about like his fucking like FIFA stream or some <laughs> bullshit like that. Like it's not, it, like it's nothing cool. Um, so yeah, uh, anyway, Donald Trump on the yeah 22nd of, of April, 2013, uh, this, this uh, dot reply at, uh, at Mac Miller, Mac Miller has over 79 million hits on YouTube and just hit platinum with his Donald Trump song. Screw you, Mac! <laughs> Exclamation mark. Um, it's like they're sort of unaware of the Streisand effect. Like, is he a- <laughs> it's, What's the Streisand effect? <clears throat> where it's like where you give something more attention than it would have otherwise. It's back when oh, yeah. someone took a picture yeah. of a house. And she, they didn't realize it was her house, and she sued them for taking a picture. It was like oh, a so, sort of aerial shot of where she lived. Yeah, and guaranteeing thereby that everybody is going to see. And then she was like, "Hey, that's my house. I'm going to sue you for taking a picture of my house." And then everyone found out that yeah. was her house. So it was like, so it's just just making sure that everybody knows that it's yeah. It, it gains yeah, more, it, it's- more of. Pop, it gains more attention if you're not if you're pointing it out like someone's making a joke about me someone's making fun of me don't listen to this song and if he were going to listen to the song that is, yeah it is like it, it's that's part of what makes it so much funnier is that is that exact thing of just him kind of being like i'm mad about th- i'm i'm mad about this i'm legitimately mad about this it's not funny i'm mad about this and it's just like the madder he gets the funnier it is it's like, um, oh, actually, now it's going platinum. Oh, that's because of me, because I'm great and everyone likes me. Actually. Yeah. Oh, the, God, yeah, the, the last one here is, uh, yeah, the, <clears throat> the last one is is uh, Little Mac Miller. I want the money, not the plaque you gave me. <laughs> so I guess Mac Miller, uh, that's, a, that's a pretty great move by Mac Miller, to be fair, to <laughs> to see that he's bitching about it and to just send him the plaque rather than give him any money. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's that's a great um, that's a great series. I wasn't I wasn't aware of that run of tweets. Like you know, I've been, I, as a as a hardened Twitter veteran, you know, I, 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 the end of last year, I, I uh, passed ten years on Twitter as a as a member of Twitter. I, I lurked for at least a year before I actually joined Twitter. Um, yeah. So you know, I, I've, I've been exposed to a fair amount of you know the the Twitter lore and all the weird Twitter stuff and, and all of that. But yeah, I, I wasn't aware of the whole uh, Mac Miller, Donald Trump beef, um, which is it's so funny. Um, there's a, another uh, weirdly prescient tweet here from 2012 uh, by Donald Trump. Yeah, so this is from 7th of November, 2012. So just some context for this one. Um, I, do you know much about Anthony Weiner, the, uh, the the Democrat yeah. uh, congressman? I've heard Cut, of is him. It, I believe he's still in jail, right, for sexting so. an underage girl. Yeah. He he sort of so before that happened, before he went to prison, he famously uh, could not stop sending dick pics 
to everybody. Um, there's a documentary that I really want to watch. I, I haven't seen it. This this literally just called Wiener, um, and it's about like the the storm surrounding the the scandal when he was sort of, it it first emerged that he was uh, sending you know pictures of his dick to people. Um, and in the middle of trying to sort of rehabilitate his image, he got busted doing it again. Um, and it's just sort of like he's clearly got this compulsion to just show his penis to people uh, all the time. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, you know, he's he's currently doing time for for sexting a, a teenage girl. But uh, this is back in 2012 before that happened, I believe. Um, Donald Trump tweets, pervert alert, uh, at Rep Wiener. So again, he's, he's tagging uh, Anthony Wiener in this. At Rep Wiener is back on Twitter. All girls under the age of 18 block him immediately. Um, which is, like I said, you got to hand it to him. Weirdly prescient. I mean, that is that's basically exactly what happened. Um, so yeah. Um, and then there's this. I mean, this is quite a lengthy one, but it's a very famous one, and it is. I mean, it is. It is brilliant. Again, going back to 2012. Um, so the, I, this was sort of when the I guess when the final, I think the final Twilight film was released, and it came out in the press that. Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart, who had been dating, um, Kristen Stewart had had an affair with some director or other. She she cheated on Robert Pattinson, um, which is like, girl, are you crazy? Um, you know, Robert Pattinson, famously a, a handsome man, or so I'm told. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, but I think they they stayed together after that, and I guess they you know they tried to work it out or whatever. Um, but. Donnie Trump wasn't having any of it. Um, he, you know, he he had some opinions on Robert Pattinson, <laughs> Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart. Very much, you know, this at this point he would have been uh, in his mid sixties, uh, and he yeah, just tweeting about a um, couple of teenagers or well, I guess uh, people in their early twenties. Yeah. yeah, in their early twenties, in a in a relationship. Um, so yeah, this is the the t- these tweets go from. I mean, they're all from around the same time period. But there's just so many of them, um, and you know, rather smartly, Robert Pattinson and K- Kristen Stewart aren't on Twitter, so he couldn't tag them in these tweets. Um, which I guess is smart of them, but also kind of a shame that yeah. uh, you know they they didn't they didn't get to experience all of this in real time. Um, so yeah. He says, uh, after Friday's Twilight release, I hope Robert Pattinson will not be seen in public with Kristen. She will cheat on him again! Exclamation mark. Um, everybody wants to talk to me... <laughs> sorry. Everybody wants me to talk about Robert Pattinson and not Brian Williams. I guess people just don't care about Brian. Um, <laughs> I think Brian Williams is that news reporter that lied about being in a helicopter or something. There was some right. some scandal about he. he Said he was in a helicopter in Afghanistan or something, and it turns out he wasn't. Um, Robert Pattinson putting on a good face for the release of Twilight. He took my advice on Kristen Stewart, dot, 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 I hope. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, this one is is just amazing. Miss Universe 2012 pageant will be airing on NBC and Telemundo December 19th. Open invite stands for Robert Pattinson. What? What is <laughs> trying to get Robert Pattinson hooked up, you know, with a, a Miss Universe contestant? Does he think he's know. like I, some yeah. 
billionaire donor that he wants to like have dinner with. It's like someone get me in touch with this Robert Pattinson guy. <laughs> well, I think there's there's a, a he yeah. he just loves celebrities, right? Like that's that's yeah. always been his thing. Is that he desperately wants to <clears> hang out with, with famous people. Like there's all these stories about like people that used to work on SNL and stuff, and like he'd uh, you know in the eighties and nineties and stuff, he'd just show up. He just show up at the after parties, you know, um, trying to hang out with all of the other famous people that were there. Um, but you know, everybody fucking hated him because he's a dickhead. So like, it's just yeah. And I th- the, that whole thing about him having a cameo in Home Alone, I think he basically bullied his way. He, he more or less insisted that he be put into the film. I think um, I don't think that, that wasn't like in the script or anything. He just he just really wants to hang out with famous people. So I think you know. Robert Pattinson at that point, the success of Twilight, he just just wants to hang out with his cool celebrity pal, you know, Bob Pattinson. Um, but uh, yeah, the idea of like him inviting him to the Miss Universe pageant, like the corniest fucking se- most sexist fucking misogynist fucking thing imaginable. The idea that Robert Pattinson is going to have a good time there, and it's just like, hey man, we'll hook you up. With, like also the idea that like he he's like doing Robert Pattinson a favor in terms of getting him chicks. Like it's like, yeah, a, yeah I'm sure Robert Pattinson needs your help getting women, Donald Trump. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, oh, what else does he say here? Um, everyone knows I am right that Robert Pattinson should dump Kristen Stewart in a couple of years. He will thank me. Be smart, Robert. <clears throat> um, again, worth pointing out. He can't tag Robert Pattinson in this. So it's just like, I, I guess he's just hoping that somebody, shows these to Robert Pattinson. Um, so many tweets and stories on the Stuart Pattinson. Stuart. So, sorry. Chris, sorry, it's the Stuart. Stuart, Stuart. Yeah, Stuart slash Pattinson. Look, it doesn't matter. The relationship will never be the same. It is permanently broken. I just, just such a weird thing for a guy like that, you know, a guy that's been married three times, like to, to say something like that about, again, these are people in that, early 20s if that um lots of response to my pattinson slash Kristen stewart reunion what lots of (laughs) okay lots of responses to my pattinson slash Kristen stewart reunion that's the sentence um yeah i don't know it's not his uh anyway uh she will cheat again a hundred certain am i ever wrong (laughs) Yes, I think maybe he, I think he meant to say a hundred percent, but he just says one hundred certain. And then, uh, am I ever wrong? And uh, I, you know, uh, as far as I can tell, no. You know, I don't think he's ever been wrong about anything. Um, um, smartest man. Yeah, clearly. Um, apart from our friend Mark Goldbridge. Oh, got the ghost. Um, and then, uh, the, yeah, the the gold mine, the gold mind. Um, and then, uh, finally we've got to, uh, Robert Pattinson should not take back Christian Stewart. She cheated on him like a dog and will do it again. Just watch. He can do much better. Exclamation mark. So there we have the, uh, the, the dog reference again. Um, cheated like a dog. Cheated on him like a dog. I, what, As we all what know, could that mean? Dogs are, uh, very, um, what's the word? Sluts. Uh, yeah. The fucking... They're- they're, they're um, promiscuous. Uh, I should know my yeah. My dogs, you know, they just they just can't stop having those. Um, they're just very amorous. Those dogs. 
It's just too horny for their own good. Um, yeah. So that's I. Yeah, that's just some of the uh, the sort of greatest but hits. I would of, say uh, I would say my favorite Twitter. one was the probably the most drill tweet of all. Well, maybe not, but what I enjoyed was his the Coca Cola company are still mad at me. So that's okay. I'll still keep drinking their garbage. Yeah, he's he because he went on. That's I don't have that saved, but yeah, I saw that and, earlier today. Uh, the one Again, about he went diet, on it. The one about um, diet coke, where he's like, you know, I've never seen a thin person drinking diet coke. That was a funny. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like he's a com- like he's a fucking stand up comic from the late eighties. Like it's just like, yeah, that I saw because he he did loads of tweets about diet coke for some reason. Um, I don't know if it was. <laughs> I, I can't imagine it was like sponsored content or anything, but yeah, he 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 did so many tweets about Diet Coke, and then he did that one that that you mentioned, where he's yeah, he's just like the the Coca Cola company are mad at my comments about Diet Coke. It's okay, I'll still keep drinking that garbage. Um, and yeah, there was the one where it's like uh, somebody tweeted at him, and their their Twitter name was at Cat Penis, and it was like in the days before you could uh, just retweet. You had, you had to manually retweet somebody, so you'd like copy and paste the entirety of their tweet into your tweet, basically. Um, so he had to manually put at cat penis in a tweet and then and then send it out. He was like cat at cat penis saying you rock, sir, <laughs> and it, like he, t- he tweeted that. Out. <laughs> um, there was one I'm trying to find. Oh man. Oh. It was the one about the, the, he likes to special shout out to the haters, losers, and trolls. Oh, they, yeah. they can't help that they were born fucked up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they can't funny. help it that their brains are fucked up. <laughs> like that is yeah, that's an amazing. That is an amazing tweet. I thought you were going to say uh, the, uh, the the but my the, the sorry brain. losers and haters, but my IQ is one of the highest, and you all know it. Please don't feel so stupid or insecure. It's not your fault. <laughs> man yeah and the uh the uh the one where it's like he tweets something about having gotten his brains from his dad and uh like someone replied to it saying damn you got brain from your dad and then again (laughs) this is before you could just you had to manually retweet it so he like copy and pasted that into a new tweet and was like it's called good genetics (laughs) like not realizing that it's uh, yeah, some guy implying that his dad sucked him off. <laughs> oh god. God, yeah. Like I said, one of the absolute greats of, of posting. Um we, we shan't we shan't see his like uh ever again, hopefully. Um you know, because for every Graydon Carter tweet or Diet Coke tweet, there is, you know, this is there's a, all the horrible racist stuff as well. So yeah. Um yeah, ultimately, you know, we know he's a bad guy, but goddamn, easily the funniest president um, that there's, there's yeah. been. I mean, he's the yeah. the stupidest president, probably. Although I don't, well, because George W. Bush was a big fucking yeah. Everyone dumb, seems dumb. to seems to be everyone likes George Bush again. Such a weird thing. Yeah, man. which is fucking bullshit because <laughs> it's like as awful as Trump is and as evil as he is, he hasn't actually committed any like straight yeah. up war crime. Yet. Yeah, he's like, not he a, hasn't, like he may be a you know, asshole, but he's not a war criminal. 
Yeah, he's, he's like he's a big, fat, stupid, racist idiot, but he's like he's not a straight up war criminal. Um, and it's yeah. also like there's it like him and uh, like him and Bush have like weirdly similar backstories. Like Donald, like uh, George Bush, like before he got into politics, was like a like a fail son, like businessman, like the same as as Donald Trump. Like you know, he had he had a couple of. Uh, oil companies i think he ran into the ground and mm-hmm. completely fucked up and i think didn't he he like he owned like a shitty baseball team as well that he completely ruined um yeah. and then he you know then he became governor of texas um so that yeah it's it's, it's very similar to like you know like it's, it's very similar kind of backstory to to donald trump where he's just kind of like you know inherited this uh this incredibly prestigious name and an incredible amount of wealth um and he's just fucking, you know, he's never had to try for anything in his life ever. You know, he's just, you know, he just fucking. Trump sort of, would it, I don't, maybe I don't know the full timeline, but I only sort of became aware of Donald Trump beca- uh, because of wrestling, because of WWE, because yeah. the whole storyline with, with Vince, Vince McMahon. And uh, that's. He's still in and, the Hall of Fame. Yeah. He's, he's still. <laughs> that's how I. Like, so he's. He's been banned from all social media, but he's still in the WWE Hall yeah. of Fame. Hulk Hogan's in there. They took him out. They put him back in again. But um, yeah, they took. <laughs> that's that was really weird. They took Hulk Hogan out for saying the N word a bunch of times, and then <clears throat> they just sort of waited a few years and just put him back in, and everyone yeah. seems to have forgotten. But yeah, it was around. When did that happen? It was around six, or seven, or eight. That period, the John Cena era, when. The ruthless aggression. Mm. It was called the ruthless aggression era, and uh, but that's how I see. Sorry, that's the only reason he became truly popular, famous was his um, The Apprentice and things like that. It wasn't through his business ventures because every single one of them seems to have just been a complete cock up. And anyway, yeah, I mean, yeah, famously, you know, he <laughs> inherited and borrowed all of his money. I mean, you know, he he, he wasn't if he was anywhere near as successful as he says he is he'd be i mean he'd be richer than elon musk i mean you know he'd be you know he he would be the richest man in the history of the world but um yeah i mean it's you know by any by any metric of of you know of, of business he is a failure um mm. but it doesn't matter because like i said he comes from so much wealth that it, he can just it, it doesn't matter you know he's he's got that money to cut he, he can just you know Set up as many shitty casinos and hotels as he wants. I just, you mentioning still, John Cena. Is he still? Sorry, you mentioning John Cena. Sorry. sorry, yeah, you mentioning John Cena has reminded me of a, a tweet that I saw that I'm trying to find because it's very funny. Um, not the tweet itself, but there's a reply to it that is. It's actually Arsenal related. Um, let's have a look. Uh, just see if just try and vamp for a second. Yeah, so um, Donald Trump. Uh, my first, I first became aware of him on um, uh, WWE wrestling uh, back in the day. Uh, I I remember he came out. He did a uh, sort of a, what they call a cut promo, as it's called in the biz. Cut promo came on, the, and then burn out, burn out. Stone Cold Steve Austin comes down. Everyone goes fucking crazy for because Stone Cold, Stone Cold Steve Austin, the fucking greatest wrestler of all time. Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he comes out, and it's just crazy shit is Donald Trump and Stone Cold Steve Austin and you're just you're just you're just 
this is what they call heat in wrestling. It's like there's a desire. You want, you come on, come on, give him the stunner, give him the stunner, give him the stunner, do it, do it. And it's like, damn, we're not going to get it, we're not going to get it. But that's the point of wrestling is each show on Raw, SmackDown, it's creating heat. It's creating a heat, a desire for the big event. You want to see them get over, get, get the guy, and you want to the main event. Eventually, Stone Cold did get the stunner on um, um, Donald Trump. At, I think it was WrestleMania. I can't remember which number it was, but it was. He was a special guest referee in the match, and uh, he gave <laughs> the us, ultimate he gave, arbiter of fairness. He, Donald he Trump. gave, like literally, Stone Cold Steve Austin is the arbiter of fairness. Whenever he's been a referee, he's always just been the best. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, I, um, yeah, I. I that because there is that whole thing about Donald Trump. There was that storyline where uh, who was it that blew up Vince McMahon's limo? Oh, it was a, Steve Austin, probably more likely Steve Austin. Yeah, yeah. So there was there was a storyline in in Raw where like he like Vince McMahon gets into his limo at the end of the show, and the limo just blows up, and then that's like the cliffhanger for the end of the show, and. um Apparently, Donald Trump called Vince McMahon's office the next day to ask if he was okay. <laughs> See, that's what they call selling the finish, you know. Damn. That's a real, yeah. Yeah, he really saw that. <laughs> um, but yeah, you mentioning John Cena just reminded me of this this tweet that I, I saved from a few months ago. Um, so John Cena tweeted, <laughs> I, I feel like I, I must have got this from uh, the Out of Context Arsenal account. I don't know where else I would have come across it, but credit to them. Um, so John Cena tweeted out, training for something big. And then he's got uh, three like red circle emojis underneath it. Um, you know, so it's obviously some kind of, you know, code for whatever the thing is that he's training for. But yeah, John, John Cena just tweeted out training for something big. And then the three red circles. And then there's a reply under it from a guy named, uh, at, uh, Rehan De Jong saying announce party and or <laughs> great <laughs> to John Cena. <laughs> Well, he's a Spurs fan, if you remember, listeners. <laughs> um, yeah, that's. I mean, that that is that's beautiful. That is just uh, such a, a such a pure example of absolute football brain. Um, to just, I, I'm assuming Rehan was just searching for tweets that have the that had the three red circles in them. Yeah, assuming that they'd be Arsenal related, um, unless. I mean, there's nobody in the Arsenal like hierarchy that has a name similar to John Cena, is there? I mean, there's not. Like, no. Uh, like, there's no way he mistook him for Edu or something like that, is there? It's just a, you know, I think there's a lot of people who are Arsenal fans and also wrestling fans, and uh, he was just, it just, just he just couldn't resist. He had to get the message out there somehow, any avenue you could, you could just get, get into the universe. Just, just, I've just got to get it out somehow. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably talked enough about, uh, Donald Trump for, for one podcast. Um, just, uh, yeah, all it remains to say is, uh, is bye-bye. Bye-bye. To, uh, to, to Donald Trump. Bye-bye. 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 Yeah. That compilation of him saying bye-bye, like a, an absolute freak. Like he's like simultaneously like a little baby, but also a 70 year old man saying bye-bye. Um, my favorite picture yeah. is the one where his, his hair's blowing back and you can see the sort of tan line around his face. That's yeah, the, that's the, weird, man. The funniest yeah. picture. Just, How this guy is pale. hilarious, but 
It's yeah, so, just how oh pale God. the skin around his <laughs> around his head is, and then his face is just fucking just yeah. Standing oh, next yeah. to the queen, and he's like the just biggest belly, and he's just <laughs> yeah. Those yeah, all those photos of him like being interviewed, like like standing with his legs way too far apart, and like lean, and it's it's not like the the Tory power stance that we see all the time. He's because he's like. <laughs> His legs are really far apart, but he's also leaning forward. So, like, his torso is like, it's like leant forward. His gut is just out there, but his legs are really far apart. He's kind of, it's like he's. That's how I, I stand. Yeah, it looks like a. Like, That's how yeah, I stand. Like he's trying in, to be a rooster or something. When I'm like, trying to be funny so in a picture. Weird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, it's how, it's literally how toddlers stand. Like, that's how, that's how babies that are learning to walk stand. <laughs> And uh, yeah, he's just he just stands like that in front of you know dozens of reporters every day. Amazing, amazing. Just a what a mind on that guy. Um, yeah, uh, and you know now we've got uh, Joe Biden, and uh, it you know Bleh. while it's not going to be <laughs> you know it's it, it's it's still not going to be perfect. I mean, it's you know he's already announced things like he's going to you know. Th- the US is going to rejoin the Paris climate agreement and, you know, just basic things like that, which are kind of, you know, it's nice to have again, you know, it's, it's nice to have stuff. And, you know, he's already announced that they're going to uh, bring in a, a bunch of COVID restrictions and measures that should have been in place a year ago. Uh, <laughs> so it, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's nice to have just little things like that uh, back, you know, again, it's still not, it, He's probably not going to do anything about the fucking healthcare system or any of that, which is a shame. But it just, it's, it, mm. there's a reductress article that said, you know, I'm voting for, the, <laughs> I'm voting for the Democrats because I want to hate the president the normal amount. And it's just like, yeah, it's just like, you know, that just not having to, uh, not, we can go back to brunch. Living under that constant stress. It's, yeah, it's, it, I'm not, I'm not saying we can go back out to brunch, but it's just the, well, the, obviously, yeah. the, not yeah, not waking up literally every single day and like thinking, oh Christ, what's he done now? You know, like it's it, if anything, we're gonna wake up every day and think, oh Christ, he finally died. You know, that's it, it's that's uh, yeah. that's the extent of what it's gonna be. But um, yeah, and uh, you know, people are already talking about you know Bernie at the inauguration with his with his big coat and his mittens. Um, I, I'm worrying worrying all this beaming of Bernie is sort of turning him into just a. Unf- yeah, people are just gonna think he's oh, it's just a comedy wor- figure, and he's like, no, he's, he's- probably <laughs> the more serious people, like who actually like cool stuff out. And you're well, all no, trying I mean, to, it, but it, yeah, <laughs> but this, this, it, that stuff does kind of in terms of just raising his profile with people that yeah. otherwise wouldn't okay. know who he is. I mean, that's that sort of memification is exactly how you know Boris and Trump got into power. Mm. So it's like it, you know, it, it's it, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It, you know, but it does. You know, I I thought you were sort of saying I you were worried that the memification of him was you know like in a, in like a Jeff Goldblum sense where it's kind of like oh is he going to get cancelled like you know is it is, is it going to come out that he's like going to get like you know me tooed or whatever? No, I don't. Um, I, he's probably nah. He's probably no, nah, not Bernie, not Bernie. But it, yeah, um, is Jeff yeah, Goldblum cancelled? I didn't hear this. Yes. I did. I, th- there's sort of vague rumors, but I guess in the you know basically every uh, male actor over a certain age, I feel like there's rumblings about, um, and it's pro- you know it's, 
to be honest, is probably justified. <laughs> you know, uh, Hollywood famously has not uh, been a very nice place for for women for well ever really. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, it could turn out Jeff Goldblum is you know like a a, a giant piece of shit. Uh, but at the moment, you know, hey, uh, Jurassic uh, Park, you know, find a way. Uh, uh. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Uh, Man United, incidentally, two one up uh, against Fulham now. Uh, Paul Paul Pogba scored. Paul Pogba. Um, yeah. So well, but, but congratulations to Man United for winning the league. Fifteenth one is that going to be? Or is it? Fifteenth um, one, or something like who, that. Uh, you know, who, who, who can say anymore? You know, who, <clears throat> who can oh, sorry, even keep sorry, track? Sorry, listeners, I'm. Uh, I've been clearing my throat a lot. I got a bit of dust in the back of my throat. Uh, sorry, sorry, not sorry. I'm not going to edit it out. Sorry. Uh, yeah, probably not going to edit out my burping either. Sorry uh, about that. Sorry about our growth, uh, gr- gross mouth noises. Um, but you know that's part of the that's all part of the experience of listening to a podcast. Frankly, is uh, the weird mouth noises. Just be thankful we're not eating on mic. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do. I do have some uh, chocolates right here that I could eat at any point, and uh, mm. but I, I choose not to because I'm nice. We should, if we ever get a Patreon set up, we'll do an episode where we just uh, <laughs> wetly eat things on mic. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah, so yeah, Paul Pogba. I mean, yeah, it's it's great that he's uh, you know uh, scoring for Man United, and he's you know definitely going to stay. All of that stuff about him uh, definitely leaving <laughs> in the summer. Uh, we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. All gone by the wayside, and yeah. uh, everybody's certain that he's definitely going. This is definitely he's definitely not upped his game uh, to put himself in the shop window to try and get a better deal from whichever yeah. club he wants to go to. Definitely he's not. doing it because he loves Man United. That's yes. why he's doing it. Yes, um, very much so. So just get that notion out of your head right now, hate, haters and losers. Uh, it's not your fault that your brains are fucked up and you have lower IQs uh, than, than us. Um, anyway. Jesus, we've been talking for a long time. We should probably do some cultural yeah. appropriation. And uh, cultural appropriation is where we uh, stop talking about football and talk about other things that we like. Uh, and it's things that you might like as well. So, you know, uh, films and music and telly and whatnot. So, uh, so yeah, Lawrence, what do, you, uh, what do you got for us? Well, this week I would like to promote a uh, bluegrass guitarist and has become one of my favourite guitar players, uh, who unfortunately died Christmas Day last year. Um, oh, damn. His name is Tony Rice, and uh, he's he's just a amazing uh, guitar player, uh, bluegrass. He, uh, pop, his popular style is called uh, flat picking, or cross picking, as it's called in um, I was going to say, is he bluegrass. one of those guys that, that, like, with the the thumb and everything, like, he, it's, it's, he, you know, he uses a... He uses a pick, but he plays it like like he would almost almost like fingerstyle or ba- like a banjo, but he's just playing it with his pick, which is even harder because you have to be so oh, fast Jesus. and accurate. And it's amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm even, I've tried to learn one song, and it's been doing it for literally like a week, over a week. And it's is I get I I, I you know, so I'm like, getting there, it's, but it's I'm, no, I'm nowhere near as fast. But it's he's just so amazing. He's basically kind of doing like uh, like sort of banjo style rhythms, but just on a guitar with a pick, like that that sort of. He's sort of 
that type of uh, like quick kind of literally, 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 that you know. Yeah, it's a lot of very fast uh, runs, and he's he's just like it's not any the left hand is a lot of times he's playing chords, but it's very quick arpeggio. I'm using a lot of music theory terms, but a lot of quick arpeggios and hammer-ons, mm. pull-offs, and lots of quick runs and all these things. It's just incredible. And uh, yeah, I'd like to shout out to Tony Rice and um, his album, one of his albums uh, he did was the Church Street Blues. That's mm. the song I'm, it's the, the song and the album is also called that, but it's just a song I'm learning at the moment. And it's very, even, yeah, chords, sit for the left hand, my left hand is very easy, but it's, the, it's all the right hand, which is where it's really difficult to get it right. Because it's sort of up, down, yeah. down, down, up, up. And it's not very easy for me because I'm very set in my ways in terms of picking patterns. But yeah, he's. Uh, I remember, amazing. yeah, I remember um, uh, seeing a documentary about REM where I think uh, Mike Mills said that because Peter Buck famously would sort of play those, sort of, you know, his left hand, he'd basically be playing chords, but he'd be doing a lot of kind of arpeggiated kind of, uh, you know, melodies and stuff. And Mike Mills said that, yeah, Peter Buck had the, the best right hand in rock and roll. And it's kind of like, that's, that is, that is kind of a real, um, that is kind of a real gift. If you can, if you can play like that, like it's not necessarily all about just uh, fucking, you know, shredding on the fretboard yeah. and kind of, you know, doing all that yeah. kind of widdly fucking prog rock nonsense. All, if you can this- do like the, the real melodic stuff with the right hand and the way that you're picking up and down on the strings, like that's that's just as impressive. This is all on an acoustic. There's no effects or anything. It's just all mm. on, a, on an acoustic guitar, which is even Damn. difficult because the strings aren't like, you can't adjust the strings on a acoustic, well, unless you customise it, but uh, the strings on the acoustic guitar, generally you can't adjust them like you can on a, a Gibson or a Fender or whatever. But Yeah. But, um, Damn, bless up to uh, to Tony Rice. Damn, that's uh, it's a shame that we we lost uh, we lost the Rice Master. Uh, but uh, yeah, check that out, Church Street Blues. Um, I might well listen to that right after we finish recording. Um, when I I'll probably start playing Football Manager, and then uh, yeah, I'll have that on in the background. I think that'll, that'll probably be what uh, what I'm up to. A little window into uh, what I've going on, what I've got going on. <laughs> um, I'll recommend. I got. It, I, I've. I've uh, sort of. My recommendations are, are both uh, weirdly are both uh, Japanese TV shows. I've I've crossed over and become full weeb. Uh, I guess you could say. Uh, you know, I'm a I'm a full Japanese culture guy now. Um, I only want to talk to other people from Japan because everyone in the West is so disrespectful, and uh, you know. <laughs> You know, the massive commercialization in Japan is uh, different and better than the massive commercialization of everything else. Every you know, every, the you know that it's different somehow uh, and better than what the the gross commercialization that we've got here in the West. Um, only joking, but yeah, no. These the two uh, uh, Netflix shows uh, that are they're out of Japan. Both adaptations of uh, manga series, uh, which I'm not familiar with. I've never read manga in my life. Uh, probably, you know, maybe that's ignorant of me. I don't know. Probably go to my grave having never read a manga. Uh, you know, whatever. Sue me. Um, but these these two TV shows are, are good for, for different reasons. The first one came out towards the end of last year. 
Uh, it's called Alice in Borderland, and it's um, the sort of overall premise is that it, you know, like it, in Tokyo, there's this sort of sudden uh, just vanish. It there's almost like a rapture, and nothing works. Any all electronic devices have stopped working, and um, the majority of the people there have vanished. And the only way to stay in Tokyo is to stay on this. Uh, limited time visa and the way that you top up the amount of time that you've got on that is competing in these games which are kind of more like it's more like something out of saw you know it's this sort of very uh involved you know very kind of complex and dangerous and kind of mysterious uh task tasks that are just gonna you know typically end up with at least one person getting killed so it's kind of it's got kind of a black mirror kind of battle royale type thing basically those those sequences are the, the main reason to watch it, uh, for me at least. You know, there's some very cool, uh, <laughs> very cool violence and a lot of cool deaths in uh, in those scenes where they're, they're going through these games. Um, a lot of the stuff in between is kind of quite. It, it's a little formulaic, and it, it's not you know it's it's not that uh, it's not that interesting. There's a few kind of tropes, you know, because it's a because it's based on a manga you know there's like there's a bad guy that shows up and he's wearing like a he's wearing like a kind of kimono kind of bathrobe type thing but he wears sunglasses all the time and as soon as he showed up on the screen i said to my girlfriend uh before the end of this scene he's gonna do this (laughs) and uh sure enough he i mean he did that literally like two seconds after i said he was gonna do it um and it's but it it's a it, it's a Netflix produced show, so you have the option of watching it with subs or dubs, uh, so you can decide for yourself which is better. We, I watched the dubbed version, um, which is pretty good overall uh, in, in terms of you know how how good those things generally turn out. There was a little bit of like <laughs> one of the voice actors is clearly a lot older than some of the characters they're meant to be playing the majority of the characters seem to be kind of in their 20s uh and this guy obviously sounds a lot older but he's playing characters that are a lot younger so that is a bit weird um you'll you know you'll notice it when it happens but but yeah alice in borderland is 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 good if you if you in for you know if you're in the mood for some kind of uh sort of schlocky kind of pulp stuff with some some nice uh violence and blood and whatever that's pretty decent. That's that's quite entertaining. And then the other one, which is almost the exact polar opposite of that, is a show called Midnight Diner, uh, which again is based on a, a series of manga. Um, premise of that is that there's a, yeah, there's this guy that owns a, a small hole in the wall diner in uh, in Tokyo that's open from midnight till seven a.m. Uh, each day, and uh, each it's almost an anthology show. Each episode kind of focuses on a different one of his regulars or a different visitor to uh, to the diner. Um, and he, he doesn't have a menu. He has like a, a poster on the wall that says he'll make like a, a pork miso soup. Uh, but his rule is that if he's got the ingredients, he'll make whatever you ask for. So people can come in and ask him for whatever the fuck they want and he'll, he'll try and make it. Um, and so each episode sort of revolves around the specific meal and the significance to the character that's ordered it. There's usually some kind of backstory about, you know, why they like it, why they've ordered it. It's connection to their past. There's usually some connection between that meal and one of the other characters. And it, you know, the, the stories are kind of, you know, very interesting the way that it kind of drills down into a different person, each episode um, and fleshes out the, the world. And it's very, very kind of chilled back. It's got kind of a King of the Hill vibe almost. It's, you know, it's very kind of slow paced. 
Um, they've clearly kind of used the manga as kind of like a working storyboard. There's lots of kind of slow, slow, uh, kind of zoom in shots of people eating and a lot of kind of uh, focus on the preparation of the food and, and each meal. Don't don't watch it if uh, you, if you've not eaten. Like, do not watch it on an empty stomach. And in fact, even if even on a full stomach, uh, it will it it is going to make you hungry um, just because the food looks so good. Um, so yeah, but it, yeah, check that out. Midnight Diner. It's on it's on Netflix. There's I think it, it ran on Japanese TV for about three seasons, and then Netflix um, brought it back for another two seasons. So that, yeah, there's five seasons in total. Uh, they're on Netflix, so check that out. Midnight Diner and Alice in Borderland. Um, I feel like I've just talked for about twenty minutes straight. So uh, Lawrence, uh, how you doing? That's oh, right. I was I was going to quickly play a brief little snippet. I don't know if we'll get sued, probably not, but copyright twenty. Yeah, nobody listens to this. Shit, but uh, yeah, it's like I just wanted to play a quick like thing of his. If you can hear. Oh yeah. I mean, it's got the video as well. Yeah, it's real, uh, a brother wear out now, uh, I'm vibes. I hate that bit so fast. Well, I've been hanging out of town, and yeah, I like that's why well, I'm trying to learn that. That sounds good. Yeah, I, I've been listening to a little bit of uh, Towns Van Sant recently. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's another great kind of country songwriter. I don't think he, he doesn't doesn't play as quick as that, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just that, uh, that old that old southern music. Is it? Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. When it's yeah. good, it's it's so. It's it's great. It's great that kind of stuff. I just love it. That's the mm-hmm. yeah. It's very yeah. Amer- very American. Yeah, it's very. It, yeah, when it's when it's great, it's uh, goddamn. Yeah, it's it's so good. Um, that's about it for this week. I think that's the, we've we've uh, we've gone on long enough. Um, check us out on social media. Unlike Donald Trump, we are still on most social media. We're on Twitter and we're on Facebook. Check out Junior Fun is there. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, if you want to ask us anything or tell us anything, email us at juniorfunners at gmail dot com. Uh, Lawrence and I are both on Twitter. You can follow us uh, there. It's uh, I'm at Ollie Munster, and Lawrence is uh, at IB Online. That's uh, at I B E Online. And uh, yeah, bye.